Good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright on this Friday morning, January 27th at 7 a.m. And we are together what for what promises to be a beautiful morning. Well, I don't I can't speak for the weather outside, but I can speak for our time together here on the radio. Let's begin our Friday in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was quite a sight to see this morning in the Wright household. Today would have been the 100th day of school, except they had a snow day on Wednesday. So it's the 99th day of school And in anticipation of that 100th day, they're going to still go forward with all their 100th day activities. And so our youngest is supposed to dress like she's 100 years old. And my wife decided to put hair curlers in her hair. And then the other girls, of course, said, well, we'd like to try hair curlers, too. And now one of my daughters looks like Sally Brown from the Charlie Brown comic strips. It is quite a sight to see. So I have to tell you already this morning, I am just bursting with joy. And I hope that carries over. I'd like to share some of that joy with you today as we spend our time together on Roadmap to Heaven. On the show today, we're going to do a couple of different things. We're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. Now, Adam, it's the end of January. What do you mean, New Year's resolutions? Well, we'll make sense of that when Father Wade Menezes joins us later in the show. And then we're also going to be talking with Dr. Ray Garendi, host of The Doctor Is In. I've got some questions for him about getting ready for our Lenten fasting, uh, how we can be successful in that. Speaking of fasting, for our radio listeners today, we're going to hear about the spiritual importance of fasting and what that can do for us. And then, also for our radio listeners, we're going to take a look at the first part of the Mass, the penitential rite. I I, I guess technically the second part after the introductory rites, but as part of the introductory rites, we have the penitential rite. Specifically, we're going to look at the confidier today because it's Friday, and it's a day that we recall the Passion and the Paschal Mystery, and a day that we pray the Stations of the Cross, not just on Fridays and Lent. We can pray them Fridays throughout the year, and actually you can pray them every day throughout the year. So we're going to look at that as well. All of this on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. Let's go now to Mike Roberts for today's weather and the Saint of the Day. Today is the feast day of St. Angela Marici, founder of the Ursuline Sisters. Born in Italy in 1474, her parents were farmers and devoted to their faith. Angela's father, Giovanni, read to his children about the Lord and the lives of the saints, and Angela developed at a very young age a desire to serve Jesus. However, by the time she was 15, both of her parents had died, and she and her siblings were left orphans. With her sister, Angela was sent to live with an uncle, but very soon her sister died as well, without receiving last rites. This was extremely upsetting to Angela, but she had a vision, and in that vision saw her sister in heaven in the presence of the Lord and all of the saints. When she was old enough, she joined the Third Order of St. Francis and lived a life of great austerity, but she was very troubled by the lack of education available to the poor children around her, so she began to teach them. Then Angela had another vision, that she would one day found a community. She was invited to Brescia to live with a family and teach their children. Taking the position, she also continued to educate poor children. Then she took a trip to the Holy Land. But on the trip, 
was stricken with the loss of her sight. She refused to return home, continued the journey, and then on the way back, regained her sight. In 1535, Angela organized a group of 12 girls who focused on teaching poor children while paying special attention to their faith. In a few years, the number of young women helping Angela had more than doubled. So she formed them into a company of St. Ursula, patroness of the universities, and a model for young women. The Ursulines did not wear a habit and lived at home. Their mission was to re-Christianize families through a better understanding of faith in their lives. Angela's rule for the order emphasized celibacy, poverty, and obedience, and was approved by Pope Paul III in 1544. By the time of her death in 1540, there were 24 communities in the company of St. Ursula. St. Angela Marici, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are always happy to talk with Father Wade Menezes, and this is the first time in the new year. It's hard to believe, Father, that we've almost made it to the end of January without speaking with one another, but here we are, and I give thanks for that. Amen. Great. Yes. And we're still in January, which should still ring true to uh, what Americans are so well known for, uh, making resolutions, right? Yes, I, I have right in here in my hands a, a list of top 10 temporal New Year's resolutions that Americans made for 2023. And friends, you can only guess, I got this list from Father Wade Menezes, who loves to give me lists for our conversations. So Father, when you say top 10 temporal New Year's resolutions that Americans made, I mean, are we talking family feud here? Are we going to put these up on the board and, and go through the lineup here? Well, it's funny, several news sources took their own polls and then those polls were coalesced and these were the top 10 that came up. And so what I wanted to do today, Adam, is juxtapose this list of the top 10 temporal resolutions with a list of uh, 10 to 14 spiritual resolutions, uh, because I think they meld well with the body-soul compositeness of the human person. You know, I've said before on your show, we don't have bodies, we are bodies. And we don't have souls, we are souls. Uh, that's how intimate and intricate the body-soul compositeness is in the individual human person. And that's a teaching from St. Thomas Aquinas, right? And so both need to be fed. Both need uh, attention, the body and the soul. And so I, I look at, at the temporal resolutions uh, from these national polls that were coalesced to feed the body. And I look at my own list of spiritual practices to help foster the spiritual life to cater to the soul and to feed the soul. And so I, I want to talk about the importance of these temporal and spiritual resolutions. I think that is wonderful. So I'm going to let you take it away with which ones we want to start with here. I've been looking over these goals, and every one of them, I, I have to say, I am not surprised that these would land on the top 10 lists that Americans right. have made for 2023. I mean, save money, be healthier in general, work out more, eat better, lose some weight, try to be happier in general, pay down debt, improve your mental health, spend more time with family, and learn something new. So, Father, let's dive in. Yeah, great, great. Well, I'm going to reverse how you just read it, because I want to start with number 10 and work down to number one of these top temporal resolutions. So, yeah, learn something new is number 10 on the list. Whether it's learning to ski, golf, or cook, for example, we all want to learn something new, right? Right. 
And this draws upon the, the natural interest and curiosity of the human person uh, tied to our, our soul's faculties of intellect, will, memory, and imagination of wanting to learn new things, of wanting to memorize those new things and to keep moving forward with them. And so it's kind of precious, I think, that the wanting to learn new things is tied to the spiritual component of the soul as well. Number nine, spend more time with family. How beautiful is that? I'm actually very happy that this one made it on the list. Uh, spending more time with the family is a great resolution to make and fun to keep, especially on Sundays, not only a day of worship, but a day of rest, a day of, of relaxation, and a day of, of being more with your family. I think that's very, very important. Uh, number eight, improving your mental health. For most of us, when it comes to our health and resolutions, it's all about our physical health. We, we hear that aspect a lot, losing weight and getting in shape, etc. cetera. Uh, but we can easily neglect our mental health, right? There's, there's no doubt that that can be done. So we need to be sure to, to make that part of our New Year's resolution of, of getting more sleep, huh? reading good books, relaxing more mentally. You know, we, we need to not stress out on things. And so focusing on mental health is very, very good. Number seven is a big one, especially in today's day and age, pay down debt, right? Uh, having a mountain of debt is one of the most stressful things we deal with. And it's also one of the scariest things to think about. Well, that's very, very important. So pay down debt made number seven on the list. Uh, number six, try to be happier in general. Uh, try to be ha happier in general is a worthy resolution. Who doesn't want to be happier, right? Uh, find small things to do that make you happy. And, and the best news is some of these things are free. Uh, a good mountain hike, uh, a, an afternoon of fishing, uh, going out to a nice meal with a loved one, uh, a friend, a spouse, or, or with your son, you know, if you had a father-son day out, a mother-daughter day out, you know, just things that make us more happier in general that at the same time uh, can, can feed these other things we've already talked about on the list, like mental health uh, and things that, that aren't expensive to do, like taking an afternoon of fishing or an afternoon walk in, in the city park. Uh, these things are important. And, and we can see now that these things on this list are starting to feed one another. One does well for the other one that's already been mentioned. Uh, number five, lose some weight. Losing weight is always a top five resolution on these national polls. That was made a special mention of. Uh, and most of us make it for a good reason. We can all stand to, to lose a few pounds. Uh, we have been through the food gamut, starting with Halloween, and straight on through the New Year's Day meal, right? With Christmas in between uh, and all the parties of Christmas and New Year's, right? Uh, we tell ourselves that beginning in January, quote, end quote, uh, the diet starts, right? The diet starts in January. How come you're, how come you're smiling, Adam? I see you smiling. I, well, in the last year, Father, I've lost 30 pounds. So I, I, I am smiling. And, but I yes. also am smiling because I have a new favorite scripture verse, Leviticus 3.16, all the fat is the Lord's. There you go. And give it to him. Uh, you know, if, if this is something that we have on our list to, to shed a few pounds, um, you are not alone. You know, the list said it's so losing weight always makes the national polls. Uh, it, it's one of it's one of the things that, that makes it most frequently. And it's the one that people say they can most identify with precisely because so many others are dealing with it as well. So there's a, a communal reality there that I think is good because we're communal by nature. You know, we're social by nature. Right. Number four is tied into number five of losing some weight, eat healthier. Uh, most of us could probably eat healthier. So grab some more salads and uh, uh, less bad carbs. Number three is tied to these as well, uh, work out more. And I like to say this, I like to recommend this. Uh, invest in a home gym. I'm a big advocate of having good solid equipment 
in your own home, in your basement, your garage, maybe there's a, uh, an extra bedroom that can be converted into a gym, but invest in that. You know, I think that's a great thing to do. So that was number three, work out uh, more. And then number two is be healthier in general. This is a great way to package all the ways to be healthier that we've just mentioned, right? So this number two, be healthier in general, kind of combines these previous four that I just mentioned. And number one, save money. So the number one goal is to save money, your money, even if it's a little bit month to month. It's a whole lot easier to be happy and healthy knowing you have money in the bank kind of as a nest egg, and it will help you to sleep better at night. There you have it, the top 10 temporal resolutions. Adam, what are your thoughts, man? Well, I, I'm looking at this list, and I'm I, I'm thinking of, uh, with my family, spending more time with family and learning something new. I love to get out my guitar at just before bedtime and sing songs with the kids. I learn new songs. They get to have fun. If you don't know how to play the guitar, have a sing-along with your family. It's a fun activity to do. Have a dance party with them. You can work out a little. It's not the, you know, the most thorough workout, but... Every little bit helps. And uh, Father Wade, having lived out pretty much all 10 of these in the last year, I wholeheartedly endorse this list. These are fantastic goals. They've had a fantastic effect on my life, my family's life. And last but not least, I, I just have to say this. When we talk about being happier in general and improving your mental health, one of the greatest things I've done for that in the past three years is the midday exam and taking that time every day to say, Lord, thank you for, and then inserting a very specific thing. It can be small, it can be large, but when you cultivate that gratitude every day, it's a lot easier to be happy and your mental health improves. Yeah, amen. Well, we're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Ray Garendi about how we can prepare for the season of Lent. Prayer for greater love of Jesus. O oh, my Jesus, thou knowest well that I love thee, but I do not love thee enough. O oh, grant that I may love thee more. O oh, love that burnest ever and never failest, my God, thou who art charity itself, enkindle in my heart that divine fire which consumes the saints and transforms them into thee. Amen. May the sacred heart of Jesus be loved in every place. We're talking with Ray Garendi, host of The Doctor Is In, which you can hear every weekday here on Covenant Network at 12 o'clock noon Central Time. And Ray, it's hard to believe that we are less than a month away from Lent. And I've been wrestling with this question. I could think of no one better to ask. About a half a mile from my house is one of the best, if not the best, frozen custard stands in the entire nation. It was rated number one. And I was thinking about giving up ice cream, frozen custard for Lent. So as we get ready for Lent, is it a good idea for me to maybe go over there every day now and stock up so that I won't be missing it should I decide to give up ice cream for Lent? I think you should give up asparagus. I was reading in Lent today, the most recent issue, that asparagus is the number one thing that people give up, followed closely by kale. Okay. Well, you know, that that sounds pretty uh, penitential. Maybe I'll just give up 
for Lent. That could be the other thing. Now, the, the, the serious question um, behind all of this, friends, is we are getting ready for Lent, and it's that that age-old balance of we want to give something up, we want it to be meaningful, but we also want to be successful. And if you ask my wife a few years ago, I, I love to drink milk. I probably would have two or three glasses a day in addition to what's in my cereal. And I said, I'm going to give this up. And she said, oh, Adam, please, please don't do that. It's going to be a penance for all of us if you try to You'll do that. You'll be cranky. You'll be nasty. <laughs> so wh- what is the secret, Ray? I mean, we want to be good with our Lenten penances, but we also want to be successful. And we we don't want our fasting to be someone else's penance. Here's one of the big justifications, Adam, that has caught on in the last two, three, four decades, which is, well— I'm not going to give something up. I'm going to add something. I'm, I'm going to do something positive. Now, my experience with that is it is much more consistent to give something up. It's essentially a denial. In America, we don't deny ourselves anything. So for you to say, I'm not going to that custard place, I'm not going to have milk, or for me to say, I'm going to give up my coffee, um, it is something that is consistent. It is, it is training. I will deny myself something to prove to me that I can do this. And that, I think that's part of it. If you want to add something positive, go ahead. But I've noticed informally in my observation that people who say, well, I'm going to do something positive, more likely the positive doesn't get done. The negative, giving up your milk, which would be a tough one there for you, buddy. Um, you're much more likely to follow through on. Why is that? Because it is predictable. If you say, I'm going to read Scripture for a half an hour a day, uh, you may do that, sort of, but, you know, tomorrow, man, oh, man, I hope I can get it in. I'm so bogged down all day long. I'm going to try to get it in. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it right before I go to bed. Oh, I fell asleep. So it is harder to add stuff to your schedule than it is to say, I can show self-discipline in this area to train myself to do some of the things that would not come easy to me spiritually. For example, what if you gave up criticism? If you said, I'm not going to criticize anybody, not even Garendi, I'm not even going to criticize him. That'd be tough, but it's very particular. If you say, I'm going to give up complaining, you would catch yourself complaining. You would. Once you say, I'm going to give it up, you're going to realize how much you do it. So I think that kind of stuff in much of Lenten history, which said it's good to deny yourself, it is good to stop doing certain things, uh, the the ancients, the people who came before us, they knew what they were talking about. Now, does that mean, so let's say I am going to give up complaining for Lent, uh, even even complaining about you. Uh, Ooh, that's d- big. Does that mean that I should get all of my complaints in now in these last couple weeks before Ash Wednesday, just so I have them out of my system? Or should I start avoiding complaints now so that I'm ready for Lent? That's the old catharsis theory. The catharsis theory was based upon Sigmund Freud. And people said, well, you got to get it out of your system, all right? Make sure you get it out of your system. So if if you want, on average, 27 of those wonderful ice cream cones per year, and Lent's coming, and you figure, 
Okay, I'm going to get 23 of them in before Lent. All you're going to do is just supercharge yourself. You're going to make it even harder. It, the, the idea that I have a certain amount of need, and here comes Lent, and I'm going to deny myself that need, so I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to get all the need in right away quick. That's like a guy who says I'm going to give up smoking. All right, what I'll do to give up smoking before I give it up, I'm going to smoke two packs a day. That'll help, and then I'll give up smoking. Totally the opposite. Yeah, well, you know, I think one of the other questions I want to ask here before we let you go, Ray, is this. You talked about it's easier to give things up because we actually do those things, and if we look for them throughout our day, we're going to find those times that, oh, I wanted to complain, or, oh, I wanted to go grab that ice cream cone, or, oh, I wanted to complain about the fact that I don't have an ice cream cone. What about, uh, you know, we, we talked about how that's easier to do than to add something to our schedule. What about giving something up to add? You know, say that every day I come home from work and I, I make it a point that I'm going to watch this program or this video or whatever it may be and saying for Lent, I'm going to give that up. But instead of just letting that time float out there, I'm going to give up watching this show and I am going to fill that time by reading Scripture. Oh, man, you're among the Lenten elite if you could do stuff like that, for heaven's sake. The tradition of giving stuff up for Lent and then filling it up with something a little more virtuous uh, is a longstanding tradition. And it's training. You know, I, I lift weights. And now as I'm older, I don't look forward to going to the gym anymore. I don't say, oh, boy. I just can't wait to get in there and push against gravity and make my muscles ache. What a wonderful feeling. No, I hate it. However, I know it's good for me. So when you give up your milk or you give up your program and then you read scripture during the time of your program, that's not going to be easy. It's not. But it's good for you. That's why you're doing it. All right. Well, friends, we hope you don't give up on Roadmap to Heaven or The Doctor Is In. It's always a joy to chat with Ray Garendi, host of The Doctor Is In. Dr. Ray, until next time, thanks for being with us on Covenant Network early in the morning today. Well, I'll tell you the truth. Um, I got I have some ice cream here, and uh, it's melting. It's melting all the time I was talking with you, Adam, so uh, I'm going to head for the ice cream. Oh, we'll let you, you get don't. to that so that you don't complain. Uh, friends, we're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. The Holy Face. O blessed face of my kind Savior, by the tender love and piercing sorrow of Our Lady, as she beheld you in your cruel passion, grant us to share in this intense sorrow and love, so as to fulfill the holy will of God to the utmost of our ability. Amen. We are wrapping up a week with a fantastic saint and some prayers from St. Francis de Sales. And here to round things out for us is Patty Schneier. Well, I've loved getting to know St. Francis de Sales. I hope you have too this week as we just decided to take a look at his writings. And today I'm going to quote from his prayer or his little encouragement called My Cross. And boy, this one I find beautiful. Here's what St. Francis de Sales writes. And if you are carrying a cross right now, make his words your own. The everlasting God has in his wisdom foreseen from eternity the cross that he now presents to you as a gift from his inmost heart. This cross he now sends you, he has considered with his all-knowing eyes 
understood with his divine mind, tested with his wise justice, warmed with his loving arms, and weighed with his own hands to see that it be not one inch too large and not one ounce too heavy for you. He has blessed it with his holy name, anointed it with his consolation, taken one last glance at you and your courage, and then sent it to you from heaven. A special greeting from God to you. Alms of the all-merciful love of God. Wow. I don't know about you, but I normally don't think about my cross like that. I don't think of daily frustrations as something that God has in his all-infinite wisdom, warmed with his loving arms, weighed with his own hands, looked at me, anointed it, and then saw my courage and then sent it to me from above as a gift. But that image is profound and It gives me a challenge to think of the cross in that way. So again, that's called My Cross by St. Francis de Sales. And I hope that these uh, writings from him are an encouragement for you in your life. I think it's safe to say that's something that most of us have not thought of in that capacity. And yet, Patty, because of this daily dose of encouragement, now we all will. A special thanks to you for bringing us these words of St. Francis de Sales this week. A prayer for daily neglects. Eternal Father, I offer thee the sacred heart of Jesus with all its love, all its sufferings, and all its merits. First, to expiate all the sins I have committed this day and during all my life. Second, to purify the good I have done poorly this day and during all my life. Third, to supply for the good I ought to have done and that I have neglected this day and all my life. Amen. A little catequiz before we go today. We have been talking about getting ready for Lent, and we've talking, been talking about resolutions with Father Wade. Uh, there is a season of preparation as part of the Sundays between the Christmas season and Lent, uh, what we call ordinary time now. But there used to be some titles for these, Septuagesima, Sexagesima, and Quinquagesima. What are we talking about when we talk about those particular Sundays, those Latin names, Septuagesima, Sexagesima, and Quinquagesima? Well, we are talking about days before Easter, Septuagesima, 70 days before, Sexagesima, 60 days before, and Quinquagesima, 50 days before. And, of course, we think of the 40 days of Lent. And uh, there was a time in the life of the church that those, that period, the Jesima Sundays, were used to kind of do a little spring training, if you will, for the season of Lent. So now, we, and you know, if you go to the old form of the Mass, you still would hear those terms. But for all of us, as we end this month of January and begin the month of February next week, it's the time for us to maybe do a little bit of spring training spiritually to get ready, because as Father Ripperger told us, and as we've said time and time again, fasting and abstinence and all of these works have a benefit for our eternal souls. So let's not waste the time. Next week is Catholic Schools Week. We're going to be kicking the week off by visiting Marquette High School in Alton, Illinois, with our good friend Mike Roberts for a live broadcast here on Roadmap to Heaven. And then later in the week, we'll continue our conversations about these New Year resolutions and things we can be doing uh, with Father Wade Menezes. So tune in for that next week. We've got some other goodies for you as well. But, you know, we'll let next week be next week and this week 
be this week. If you haven't done so already, you know, like I said, check out the St. Louis Marion Conference, stlmc.org. It's a, a wonderful lineup of speakers they have this year. I can't wait for it. Uh, neither can Beth. We're, we're already gearing up for that weekend and how we're going to work out the logistics with the kids. So, uh, you know, again, if you haven't heard Father Bill Casey, Father Mitch Pacwa, Monsignor Stephen Rossetti, Monsignor Eugene Morris, we know that guy, Dr. Ray Garendi, we just heard him here this morning, Jesse Romero, and good friends of Covenant Network, Zipper Zeppa and Patty Schneier will be there as well. Music by Annie Cardo, Donna Corey, and Matthew Bowdy. It's going to be a tremendous, tremendous event. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Heaven, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. Don't forget, today is a Friday, and so we are called to abstain from meat today or do some other form of penance. But, you know, let's keep it simple. Abstain from meat. That's age-old practice of the church. As they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So remember that as you go about your day today. It's a day of abstinence from meat. It's good for you. It's good for you to do some abstinence. Until next week, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Please do not forget to pray your rosary today. The Blessed Mother wants you to do it. I want you to do it too. And I need to do it too. 